All right. When we look at the crucifixion of Jesus in John chapter 19, the first thing they tell us is that it was a high holiday and the Jews, and by, by high holiday, we simply mean this. It was the Passover season because remember, Jesus was to die prophetically during the Passover season. And so, and which would be basically a Friday and the next day would be a Saturday, which would be the Sabbath day. And it is called or considered by the Jews a high holiday because it occurred during the Passover season as well as the Feast of Unleavened Bread. We see all of this in the book of Leviticus chapter 23 about the feast, uh, the appointed times of the Lord. But nevertheless, during Jesus's crucifixion, so since this high holiday, Sabbath, unleavened bread, was tomorrow, was, on, was going to be on the next day, Jesus, the, the, the Jewish leaders wanted to go ahead and have these men to die because they didn't want those bodies hanging on the cross during the Jewish celebration of the Passover feast of unleavened bread and the Sabbath day. So of course the two thieves, uh, um, they came to the two thieves. So they asked the soldiers that is through Pilate, of course, to break the legs of the people hanging on the cross, which would be Jesus and the two men that were hanging beside him to break their legs so that they would die. Now I'll explain why that is so important to break their legs. And so of course they, they broke the two thieves legs, but when they came to Jesus, he was already dead. And so to verify the fact that Jesus was already dead, a soldier took a spear and speared him in the side and came blood and water from Jesus, from our Lord. And this was basically indicating that he was already dead. And it lets us know that crucifixion was basically death by asphyxiation. They basically drowned on their bodily fluids, but nevertheless, so they did not have to break Jesus leg. So now let me go all the way back and talk about Roman crucifixion and what was so important about the breaking of the legs. When we look at the Roman, first of all, Roman crucifixion was one of the worst things. It was one of the worst ways to die. Death by stoning was much more desirable than dying on a Roman cross because you would literally suffer for hours and even days because crucifixion was designed to punish the person who was on the cross. And so the person on the cross could sometimes live in that suffering for days, not just hours, but literally days. So it was designed to suffer. So what they did when they made the cross, oftentimes when we see pictures of the cross, we see where Jesus hung with the uh, uh, nails in his hand and the nails in his feet. Actually, the nails weren't in his hands, literally. The nails would be in his wrist because the nails would come right through the fingers if they put them literally in the hands. So they were in his wrist and, and his legs would fold on one on top of another and then they would put the nail in his feet. But the key thing that I want to tell you about the cross is what we really, sometimes we don't see, most times we don't pay attention, is that little boot at the foot of the cross. The reason why you had that little boot at the foot of the cross was remember the person is hanging and his own body weight 
is working against him, causing him to suffer even more and die. And also remember drowning on the bodily fluid, the lungs getting filled with blood and water and things of that nature. So they would have this little boot right under the feet whereby the person on the cross could lift himself momentarily for, I guess, as long as he could bear to deal with the pain or whatever, as long as he had the strength, but you could lift yourself by pushing up on that little boot under your foot. And then you get a little relief. You can breathe. You can breathe. And so some of the pain and, and the hardships would be alleviated for a little, for as long as you can hold yourself up. But of course, eventually what happened? You give out the legs are weakened because of all the ordeal of everything that you've been through the blood loss through the, uh, nails in your hand and your feet and down you'll go again. And then the suffering starts all over again. So uh, once again, as the person near gets to a point of I guess near death or whatever, just to give himself some relief. What do you do again? You push yourself up with that little boot. So in order to keep the people on the cross from that is namely Jesus, that's what we're concentrating on to keep Jesus from constantly pushing himself up on the cross so that he will go ahead and die before the Sabbath day. The leaders asked Pilate to send the soldiers to break his legs to break his bones. But nevertheless, when they got there, Jesus was already dead and there was no need to break his bones. And so what does John say? John says, and thus it fulfills the scripture. We find out when the Jewish people were leaving uh, Egypt, when Moses, through the power of God, through Moses, bringing them out of Egypt, the great Exodus, it was the Passover lamb that protected the people from the last great plague. That was the angel of death that killed the firstborn of every Egyptian. They were commanded to take the blood of the lamb and place it on the door, place it on the lentils and the side posts of the door. And in that, when the death angel saw the blood on the door, the death angel would pass them by and not kill anyone in the house. They were then commanded to eat a special meal and to take that very lamb that they had used the blood to save their lives, pass over to allow death to pass over, to take that lamb, cook that lamb in haste and eat the lamb. But in the killing and preparation of the lamb, they were commanded, do not break the bones. Whatever you do, do not break the bone of the lamb. And we see that in the book of Exodus chapter, what is it? 12. We see that also in the book of numbers. And I think it's chapter nine. I'll have to verify that, but Exodus numbers again, talking about the ordination. And then once again, when we look in Psalm 34, I believe it's verse number 20. We see where that one who was suffering and suffering unjustly said, not a bone of him would be broken. So what we have here is a threefold witness of the Messiah, Jesus. He who John the Baptist said is the lamb of God. When those soldiers came to break the bone of Jesus and they did not break his bones because indeed Jesus was already dead. It basically proved 
through a manifold. What did Moses say? In the mouth of two or three witnesses. We have a threefold witness of Jesus in that his bone was not broken in Exodus bone of the lamb should not be broken in numbers bone of that lamb should not be broken in Psalm 34, the bone of him, him shall not be broken. It evidences with a threefold witness that indeed Jesus is the son of God, the lamb of God, the sacrificial lamb that was spoken of early back in the book of Exodus.